This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3541 for Monday the 28th of February 2022. Today's show is entitled, The Case of Missing Ideas. It is hosted by one of Spoons, and is about 16 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, with negotiation painful barely legible robotic voices will develop into beautiful expressive music. Привет, хакерская общественная радио. Это одна из ложек. Hello, Hacker Public Radio. This is one of spoons. I could not describe a grammar if I tried. I do not have the vocabulary, nor possibly the concepts. Some of the words in this episode will have a heavy Slavic accent. Many times when I've been trying to install or configure software for electronic computers. I have found myself using documents which assume contextual knowledge which I do not have. Sometimes I think myself lucky that there are any notes at all because often people who are trying to solve a problem in software engineering, say, in my case, software cobbling would be a more accurate term. I think when they find the answer to their own problem, they shoot off and do, they have that eureka moment and they shoot off and do the thing that they need to do and they leave their notes as they were without the next crucial piece of information. They say, I click on this, I copy this, you enter these three commands or 300 commands and it works on my machine. Fair enough and thanks for the notes. Other times the document has been written by someone clearly intending to give comprehensive instructions to implement some state of configuration, say. But in good faith and after close analysis to the best of my ability, I've found their document to be a literal misdirection, maybe even fatally ambiguous. Sometimes it helps if you can imagine them speaking what they've written and permutating in one's mind the possible emphases, ruling out the absurd or contextually barred results, and hoping the remaining option doesn't result in some non-reversible execution. Other times I think they genuinely do not realise that what they wrote does not mean what they think they wrote in their own language. Maybe what they said described a set of situations of which one member is the correct executive instruction. I don't want to drift into trying to describe pre-definition and scope. Perhaps I'm observing that in technical recipes, as in mathematics, associative priority is key and which object or entity is performing a function or taking an argument or parametizing a variable must usually be not ambiguous. Between humans having fun, all of that ambiguity and possibility is is really chucklesome and creatively useful. But when you're essentially building a clock, an abstracted clock where the cogs need to mesh correctly in order to turn the you know, to integrate the results that you're looking for, then I'm talking about clocks again. I'm trying for an interesting example, but you need not worry about the detail, such as the 
meaning of the individual words. I shall here attempt to present the case of the missing ideas. The grammatical cases of nouns to which I will now refer probably exist in the minds of a language user without them needing to specifically reference those by use of spoken words. More concretely, if you're an English speaker, you might be aware that the English language does not modify the noun to code for the case. To provide cognitive handles for the many already missing ideas, I will give some examples using Russian language. For each of the six cases which I will mention in this episode, the Russian language alters the noun to indicate the case of that noun. Further to those implied six forms of each noun, they also conjugate each noun for gender and also for number. So you can try to do the arithmetic but there will be exceptions as well. Remember I'm not trying to teach you Russian language so you don't need to worry about any of that. It's just an idea which can give new cognitive tools. The nominative case answers the questions who and what. The default case of nouns you would find in an English dictionary. In Russian language, the subject will be in the nominative case. I think I saw that in English language the nominative was also the subjective case. The Russian language refers to case as padish and the nominative case is imenitelny padish and answers the questions kto i što. I think in English language you'll find that most nouns are nominative case. I mean they have one form. This is not the case in other languages where the form of the word depends on the function that the word is performing in the sentence. That is the context of the idea. The genitive case answers the questions whose or what. In English you might say to whom does this belong? Maybe even to what does this belong? Padish, raditelni padish, raditelni padish. The questions being kavo i chevo. So where is this going, spoons? I guess I'm trying to talk about how different languages code information into sound in different ways. And when it comes to decoding a language or a stream of information, there is not necessarily a simple cipher of a one-to-one translation. In English, we tend to add apostrophe s to indicate possession. For example, the worker's contribution. We also use of to indicate possession. For example, the attitude of Boris. Before long, it becomes apparent that you need to invent vocabulary to analyse the language which you are using. So you become conscious of a thing and then attempt to describe the new thing. While we're on the genitive case, an interesting construction in Russian is how they say I have or we have in terms of possessing a thing. While they do have a verb for possession, they don't use it in this context. They say umnyayist to say I have something or more accurately by me exists or at me exists or same construction for unasyist by us exists or unich near them exists or utibiayist. A 
apparently similar constructions are used in Hindi language, Irish language and Finnish languages. I do believe that conceptual constructs can affect the psyche of a culture. More interesting territory, the dative case, which in English will indicate to whom or to what. Dative is the case of the non-direct object. I'm not a fan of the prefix in to describe non. Non seems much more descriptive and less ambiguous. However, all of the literature is using indirect as the tag for my non-direct object. Example, we gave the kernel to Skynet. We are the subject, the kernel is the direct object, and Skynet is the indirect object. So in English we say to whom, in this case to Skynet. The Russian is kamu, for to whom. So they don't use a preposition to, to construct the to whom idea. And the word Skynet will be altered to have an ending which indicates that it is the indirect object. For example, Skynet tu or Skynet tie or Skynet tam, depending on the gender or number which you might ascribe to a monstrous hardware attachment to a potentially meek and possibly misunderstood conscious entity. The useful knowledge which you can derive from this is that Russian words can be put in different places in the sentence and the same meaning can result. So in English, the order, the syntax within the sentence goes a long way to determine the meaning, like what happens to whom and which object causes that. But with the Russian, you can really put your words all over the place, but the original meaning will be retained. The silly example is man bites dog and dog bites man. That happens in English language. So, dative looks a bit like datilni, if you go to the underlying transcription mutations. English language, accusative case, answering the questions whom or what. I should add the question at kuda, which I will translate as towards which place, for reasons which I will obscure for the sake of clarity. I mentioned earlier the object of an action, the kernel in our example, the direct object to be specific. Russian language calls this vinitilni badish, answering the questions kavo i shto. Kavo meaning whom and shto meaning what. Clues in the name accusative case. So, vinitelni padish, one of the excuse me phrases in Russian is izvinitye, excuse me, to get somebody's attention. There is another one, prastitye, which is when you accidentally tread on somebody's foot and you're really asking for forgiveness. But, izvinitye, excuse me. So, vinitye, accuse, Maybe there's a recuse and a precuse and a postcuse. Oh, the missing ideas and missing words in languages. But each of those things, those constructed ideas, or those referenced ideas, because the ideas existed already, right? You're just permutating, if you like, to add the different prefixes and suffixes to make 
new words to reference those ideas. Instrumental case, answering the questions with whom and with what. Answering kim i chim. This form would denote an instrument which helps to make something. English language would use prepositions like with or by. So maybe with money or by train. Or other kinds of tools like guitars or the police. Persuasion, not just hand tools. Whereas the Russian language would modify the noun to indicate that the item referenced by that noun was an instrument, being used as an instrument or instrumental. Finally, the prepositional case, answering the questions about whom and about what. The name of the prepositional case might be misleading in the sense that most prepositions do not seem to be included as targets for this case transformation. To clarify, I'll mention those which are targets. More accurately, they would be target frames, so the prepositions would frame the target for transformation. Then I will not mention another thing which I don't want to confuse. Really, this covers the question where, in the sense of the current location of an object. The prepositions involved will be v for in, na for on, and ob or o, which both mean about. The b in ob just accommodates a following vowel, in the same way as the English add an n to transition between vowels. So if you hear where is the dog, gdje sabaka, you can answer on na ulitsa, he on street. While he might be a masculine dog, the noun for dog is a feminine noun. But sometimes you just don't need to worry about how you might write something down. I learned that phrase by ear before I recognised how many of the phrases I was learning seemed to have different words in for the same object. Then I recognised why my brain was having so much difficulty in figuring out which word was which just by trying to match words for words between languages. Anyway, the where is the ulitsa, not the dog. So ulitsa would be modified into the prepositional case. So I would be thinking that's all about where and not about the preposition in terms of any idea which you can derive from the signal. The other cases are named more helpfully, more descriptively. I think more information is transmitted by the names of the other cases. It seems like for the sake of completeness I should add examples for some of the endings, but I'm mindful that I'm just recreating some set of information which I suppose that could then stand by itself when I inevitably run out of time. Spot the behaviour. If I prematurely close the prepositional case, I'll mention that adjectives are also modified for case, and also pronouns. Personal pronouns are a good way to get a key into all of these cases, and how to modify or conjugate. 
I might spell to thee, while fault was not thine, but thou hast lost thy cases, and those remind me of this and these. I don't imagine that flyby will improve my future understanding of configuration instructions relating to software. Nevertheless, I'm calling it an episode. You could contact me via email at hpr at spoons.one. I did try to find some advice on how to make nice show notes for Hacker Public Radio, but I drew blanks. Sorry. I will try again. I've got a plan for the next episode. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR is kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.